Um, but yep. we are in the 200s now. We we are over the hill, uh, slowly catching up on. Uh, I still have to look up exactly how many episodes Word Funk got to, because my goal was as soon as they ended, my goal became to beat the number of episodes that Word Funk had. Um, yeah, we're not. We're, Fuck you, Leo. Yeah, we're, we're going to ignore <laughs> that the BT podcast is basically also Word Funk, and when you combine those together, it's significantly more episodes than yeah. we'll probably ever get to. But um, like eight, 83, 86 BT podcast episodes. Oh, something. Okay, like that's that. not bad. So they've only got like a little over three hundred episodes total. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll get there. And I mean. Some of them didn't have Leon, so, I mean, we cannot count that. We'll just call it a, an even 50. Okay, well, so, yeah, so the first goal is to beat the number of episodes Leon's been on, and then after that we have to try to beat <laughs> the total number of... Well, no, for, first is beat the number of Word Funk episodes that there are. I want to say it's, like, 250. It, it was somewhere around there. I stopped listening well before it ended, but... Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we got to beat the number of Word Funks, and then beat the number of word funks plus BTs with the trio all there. And then beat the number of word funks and BTs all together. Uh, which, yeah, if they've only got like 80 BTs, then that's doable. It's 300 something, I guess. We'll, I'll look yeah. into it someday, unless somebody is feeling uh, up to looking up that information. Only four more years Hi, until we catch up. Hey Eugene, how's it going? Yeah. Not actually expecting um, Eugene to look up the numbers for us, but I wouldn't be surprised. Did you beat Elden Ring yet? I didn't. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I'm even halfway. Yeah, no, everybody's uh, playing that Elden Ring. I still haven't, yeah. you know, even watched like any gameplay videos, so I can only imagine I... what it is that people are talking about when they say like. Oh, I fought uh, Deanna the Helmbreaker. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, her her special attack just removes your your helmet. It's it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it, I don't know. Maybe it's a big deal. Is armor really important in the game? Uh, yeah. I I mean, it, it's a lot more important than Bloodborne when it was just for fashion, basically. Mm. Um, armor actually gives you like meaningful resistances and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, I guess like names of bosses in that game aren't any weirder than um, like Magic the Gathering cards. Because as we speak, no, I'm also it's... sleeving up. I built an F Zero deck, and it's Captain Falcon. But the card that he is a reskin of is one called Zergo Helm Smasher. So that's <laughs> it's, you know a pretty you know souls kind of name yeah i mean like fan it's it's all fantasy bullshit right like um garbage words and things that sound epic and you mash them together it's like we we started with gandalf the white and it's just all gibberish from there Mm. or maybe earlier but uh well yeah i mean it might go back I, i don't know king arthur had some some weird names. Um, yeah, but Lancelot and I, uh, yeah, but like Lancelot's just a name. Yeah, well, I mean it sounds I, weird I, now. Like they're all just names when you think about it. 
Yeah, but they're they're like names and the mm. and a, a noun usually or or a a, a, a verb. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how far Maybe. back that convention goes. If it, is that like ancient Greek or like I don't know. Because I'd, I'd imagine that probably goes back yeah. to the times when people didn't really have last names. That it would just be like name and then they have to give you a yeah. title so we know that you're, um, I don't know, uh, Gorfinex the Annihilator and not just, you know, Gorfinex the, the guy who everyone knows. I'm, Fill I'm, up the goat lover. I'm really bad at thinking up weird-sounding garbage names on the fly, I'm discovering. Maybe just today. See, what, I don't know. I need to think what, about what's it. The, what's the weirdest one from... Um, oh, um, uh, I forget his name, but uh, there's, there's one in Elden Ring that's like Drago the Dung Eater. <laughs> Okay, so, well, yeah, I guess he, they're not allowed to call him a shit eater, because then they'd have to go past M rating for all that dirty language. There's a lot of poop-related stuff in Elden Ring. Mm. Um, just like a, a resource you can find on the ground that's gold-tinged excrement. Mm. So it's it's golden poop. Okay, so George R. R. Martin was exploring his scat fetish <laughs> in uh, making this <laughs> the lore for this game. I I feel like if you look into his work, um, you could it was make always up a there. lot of fetishes. <laughs> no, like just oh, you, just you can it. make up any fetish for George R. R. Martin that you want to justify, mm. um, because he has a lot of like horrible things happening to people in his books that can be described as a fetish if uh, you're adventurous enough. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's enough, you know, sex and violence happening at the same time in, like, all the Game of Thrones stuff that, yeah. And, I mean, to my knowledge, like, half the characters in Game of Thrones are, like, 14, so... <laughs> mm, probably. I've only seen the TV show, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot different when you have to show it, right? Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh... <laughs> getting away from that mm. one um, um do we have more to say about elden ring before i talk about uh the movie i saw literally the day after i said i hadn't seen it um yes i don't, I don't it, elden elden ring is weird because like it's the same thing throughout but there's so much of it um and it's different even though i, I just said it's the same mm. um I don't know, like, it's it's Dark Souls, but, like, a lot of Dark Souls. Mm. Um, oh, so, but by the way, you said you couldn't even picture Elden Ring. Have you seen people play Dark Souls or Bloodborne? Uh, I've played one level of Dark Souls 3. Like, the okay. first area, and then I got up to the campfire, and I guess I went past there, because then I got to, like, a the top of a castle in a big yellowy fog, and... Um, kind of ran around and didn't really find anything that interesting. Died a few times and stuff. Did you get to the first boss? I've seen screenshots that people have done with Elden Ring. <laughs> but... 
Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, like uh, Elden Ring is Dark Souls, um, except. Did you mute your uh, mic again? Per, per, I can't hear anything. No, I didn't actually. Uh, can you still not hear me? It seems a little early for technical difficulties. Yeah, I think my internet went out for a minute. Oh, okay. But what what was weird is that I could hear you for a few seconds after it went out. Huh. So, okay. So don't know how the fuck that works. So Discord like caches the the sound as it's being sent or something. I think I that would result in a know. delay, but weird. Maybe. Uh, Maybe my upload speed cut out before my download speed did? No, I don't maybe, know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, so you were asking if I had seen anyone play Dark Souls, and I was explaining how much of Dark Souls 3 I'd gotten through. Yeah. Um, Which was almost none. Like the animations look the same. <laughs> it's basically all I'm trying okay. to say. It's it's Dark Souls except you have a horse, oh. and and you can you can summon ghosts to fight for you. So mm. like even if you don't want to uh, party up with somebody, um, you can you can still have somebody to distract the bosses if you want. Okay, so it's kind of a serious looking fantasy. Yeah, it it's it is bizarre dark fantasy, um, a la Dark Souls, mm. um, and it's really weird. There's uh, there's a a woman in an academy. She has like a a weird um, pointy hat. Um, she's holding an egg, and she offers to rebirth you. Um, Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> there is, a, like, an order of monks who wear, like, shackles around their neck all the time and uh, blindfolds over their eyes for reasons that I am not entirely sure about. Yeah, some, you know, it's, it's monks. They're always punishing <laughs> themselves for things yeah. they didn't do. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um... There's, there's a, there's a guy named D, who mm. his his armor like he's got a a gold suit of armor, but also he's got a silver suit of armor that's coming out of his gold suit of armor. Mm. Um, so he's D does he have nuts though? I assume so. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah. So we know when people say D's nuts, <laughs> they mean him. Shut the fuck. Yeah, I, I were, did, were you expecting at that time? Because I made the same joke before the call, and I said I would work it in during the album when we talked. I, and I assume it was you saw it coming and played along. But I mean, I, I don't know. Like I was trying to think about all the the stupid fantasy shit that's in Elden Ring. Okay. <laughs> it honestly did catch me off guard. I, I okay, good. Um. <laughs> You got me with the same joke twice in like 15 <laughs> the minutes. Same cliche Aaron Hansen joke. <laughs> 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 
believe it. Yeah, I guess that okay. You have to send me a picture of D because that's gonna be the title. Yeah, of you the episode. He's nuts. I'll I'll find a picture and send it to you now because he looks funny, and I wanna I wanna mm. see what your reaction is on mm. recording. Yep. Um, and also he he hunts like death beasts, so he's not vampire hunter D. He is like okay. be- beast hunter D. I think I said that already, but that might have been before recording. Yeah, probably. <sighs> there you go. What's this fucker look like? Okay, so it's looks like a knight with a lot of texture, but also is he holding a baby or something? He's he's holding like another suit of armor that is identical to his suit of armor that is coming out of his suit of armor. Okay, so so he's like Quado from, uh, um, what's it that Schwarzenegger movie, Total Recall, the the guy that's got the mutant coming out of his <laughs> his torso. Yeah, yeah. Just wait until I run into the chick with three tits. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That might be a better mm. a better one for you to see. Okay. Like... So is that his face, or is that just a second mask that he has? That's a that's a mask. Okay. Because the first mask looks kind of like a Mandalorian, like a single slit visor thing. And this other one looks more like, I mean, kind of just like a face, like an elongated, almost elven-like face. Yeah, it, like, I, I don't know if this is the reason why everybody wears masks in Elden Ring, or a lot of people do anyway, mm-hmm. but it, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like... Oh, this is a world without death, so a lot of people end up being, like, shriveled old husks. Um, so they might wear masks just because they're so fucking ugly. Okay, so so everyone is equally ugly, but they can't accept each other. So they all need to cover up. <laughs> that is that is the lore as far as I or anybody else knows mm-hmm. it. Uh, I mean, I'm sure th- there's got to be somebody, you know, you just go on YouTube and look for Elden Ring Explained and someone will read you every journal log that's hidden in the game to explain what the fuck's going Vod- on. Vadi Vidya hasn't got to it yet, so that means nobody has. Mm. Well, He's the guy with the smooth voice that does all the um, Dark Souls lore videos. I mean, I'm sure somebody has done one, even if it's like only half the actual information and the rest they just made up. Because you yeah, gotta get those fucking clicks. Fucking Pat. Probably probably has like three videos out between his fri- Five Nights at Freddy's videos. Yeah, like fifteen things about Elden Ring lore that you didn't know. <laughs> Number ten will surprise you. <laughs> okay, he he's pretty clickbaity, but he's not that clickbaity. Mm. <laughs> at least not um, always. Mm. <laughs> I mean, at least last time I wa- I haven't watched him in like years. But anyway. Uh, I, I, he apparently did a video about which Pokemon, um, like, famous YouTubers would want to fuck the most. Okay, I mean, I uh, saw Aaron and Dan did something about, like, I, I started watching part two of it, because it was just, it was the most recent episode, and, and then I got <laughs> bored, because it's just them looking at Pokemon well, and deciding if they look bangable or not. Yeah, so, that, I, 
to as, as I understand it, that was a thing Markiplier did. Like just out of nowhere, he came up with a video with with no context, where he just went through every Pokemon and said smash or pass, mm. um, and that became a thing because Markiplier is really famous, <laughs> and a lot of people will copy him. Well, that's how memes work, yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes memes are just jokes. Yeah, well, yeah, it, like, it's jokes that everybody copies, and then people start remixing them, and and then it, you know, gets blended together with another joke, and, and that's a meme. Uh, speaking of jokes that um, get repeated too much. We watched Austin Powers. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That. Yeah. Because we decided after the call last episode to watch Austin Powers. So then the following day, I watched the first two Austin Powers. And then when I went to go play Magic, the people I played with were like, hey, we're going to go see the Batman um, in the town that you live in. And I'm like, cool. I'll tag along. So, you know. A day after making a bunch of jokes about not seeing the Batman, I saw the Batman. You you, you were the chosen one. Mm. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it. Um, I know the Riddler is in it, and he's he's got like a weird garbage costume thing. Yeah, um, the Riddler's the main villain. He the movie is going even more realistic than the Nolan movies. Um, like it's still like, well, really, Batman's the only one who really does a costume in it. Cause other yeah, Riddler has he just wears like a full face hood mask with glasses over it because he wears glasses. Um, and he kills people with a hammer and also jigsaw style death traps. Um, because he's basically Jigsaw. He, he he's like murdering people, but they are like corrupt officials, and he's you know feeding like slowly feeding like Batman and the police information, trying to reveal just how far the corruption in Gotham City is going. Um, and also Penguin is there. He doesn't wear a costume. He's just ugly. And um, <laughs> Catwoman is there she doesn't really wear a costume she wears like a skin tight jump yeah she wears you know a jumpsuit and sometimes uh like a black ski mask but it bunches up at the top in a way that kind of looks like ears fuck off <laughs> yeah and the movie is three hours long it's way too long it feels like watching you know like a if you were watching like a three or four episode miniseries all in a row it kind of feels like that. So it holds your attention as it's going, but also it's really long, and it feels long. Um, and then there's a big action scene at the end that everyone agrees feels out of place. It feels like a studio mandate, because the movie is more like a slow-paced you know, crime drama film noir. And then at the end, after he's captured the Riddler, suddenly, oh no, the Riddler had this backup plan, and the dams are all exploding, and uh, there's water everywhere, and also there's a bunch of assassin guys, and it just gets kind of dumb. So um, it's like the end of Wonder Woman, then? Yeah, kind I mean, it, it's not as dumb as the end of Wonder Woman. You know, it doesn't turn out that the mustachio guy is actually the god of war. Um, 
it's <laughs> completely just, derailing the entire point of the movie. Yeah, it it makes sense. It, it you know it, it makes sense that Riddler had like a backup plan. That you know getting captured wasn't the end of his plan, but for the the way the like the movie did have like a couple action scenes along the way. There's like a chase scene on the highway where Penguin <clears throat> has information that they need, and he's you know. He's driving away, Batman's chasing him in the Batmobile, and Penguin ends up, like, swerving in such a way that it makes a gas truck, like, flip over and explode, and so there's just, like, flames everywhere on the highway, and the Batmobile jumping over a flaming gas truck. And it's pretty cool, but aside from that, there aren't really a lot of action scenes up until the big action finale. Yeah, I mean, it is still a comic book movie, even if um, it pretends not to be one. <laughs> which, yeah. Which... I mean, like, it it does feel like a Batman story, just, like, the more, I guess, almost Frank Miller-ish. Like, I, they said Long Halloween was one of the uh, inspirations, and I can kind of see that, but, um, I don't know. I mean, like, it's not... It's not an amazing movie, but it it was good, I guess. It's a, a solid good. Um, problems hmm. are that it's long, and that it's like visually dark. Like a lot of the f- the scenes are shot in a dark and blurry way that's supposed to be like you know part of like the the aesthetic of it, but also it just makes it really hard to see. I think if I was watching it at home, it'd be easier, because watching it in the theater with, like, the theater lights, you know, like, even though the theater's supposed to be dark, it's not as dark as it could be, and that makes it kind of hard to see the screen, um, so. Yeah, there's always, like, the, um, the, I don't know, like, mood lighting on the outside so people can go use the bathroom and stuff. Yeah, there's the floor lights and, like, my theater also they they have like the ceiling lights they don't turn them all the way off um because it's it's a theater that also serves food so like they they want people to be able to see it enough i guess to see tables. so yeah i think that's why the you know because the place i play cards is like the next state over um but they well, you, go to this place England, because, though. yeah. So that's yeah. like a three-minute drive. <laughs> well, it's 30-minute, but, um, yeah. No, it's like a 30-minute drive to where I play, but I think they go to this theater specifically because they serve food and beer. Yeah, I'd like to go to one of those, but um, they don't exist where I am, at least not a good one. Yeah, no, it's, it's a local chain, like... I don't know. I guess I'm kind of spoiled by it because I've I've been to other theaters before and they just like they're fine, I guess. But it's just it's seats and popcorn, and there's, yeah. you know, there's no menus. You can't order a pizza. Or, <laughs> I uh, mean, I I imagine if you're gonna watch a three hour movie, that is the environment you want to see it in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I I only went to see it because I had friends going to see it. Because otherwise, you know, the length of the movie and like, the impression I got before going in was still pretty accurate that it is, like, you know, no dark noir-ish, like, 
a fine movie, not an amazing movie. Um, very long and felt long. Um, also, it didn't have Vegeta in his pink shirt, so I don't know why they called it the Batman. Shut up. <laughs> I've I I haven't heard much about like much about the specifics of it, um, but I've heard mm. people compare it to Mask of the Phantasm. Um, yeah, which Kinda, if yeah, that's this... the case, I'm interested. Um, I'm I don't want to watch a three three-hour movie in the theaters um yeah anymore, it, it can it can wait uh the, I, i'd say like the movie can be spoiled only in the sense that like there are things that happen but um none of the spoilers for it are really like going to ruin your enjoyment of it if you know them going in um because yeah, yeah like, I, it, it's a year two batman so he's still pretty young and pretty new he hasn't entirely developed like his bruce persona yet because when he's you know out of the cowl he's just kind of brooding and angsty and kind of emo looking he you know doesn't really engage with people as bruce that much um and the story yeah because it is so early in batman's career does involve a lot of like gangsters and crime and not not i don't think there's any supernatural elements to it it's just it's like crime and corruption and gangs and um riddler being like a jigsaw killer scary serial killer who's killing people and leaving clues to his reasons for killing them and also who he might be targeting next um mostly to lead batman along riddler is only fun when he leaves clues before he kills somebody Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, one of the things I like about the movie is that after The Dark Knight came out, I, you know, remember thinking, like, okay, so Nolan is going for, like, more serious versions of characters, so who could he do next? And the main idea I had before they announced what they were doing with Dark Knight Rises, which, from what I understand, was changed because Heath Ledger died, otherwise Heath Ledger would have been back in whatever dark knight 3 was going to be um but what i thought originally they could do is well what if they did like a dark and gritty riddler because he is not a person with any superpowers um so and you know they they could have him just be a you know a crazy killer guy who's leaving clues that batman has to follow which is basically what they did in this so the idea that i had um 14 years ago uh, finally happened. So that was cool. Yeah, it, it's... I kind of hate that um, the supernatural aspects of uh, Batman keep getting pushed to the side. Yeah. Um, and Unless it goes, like, full camp. Um, like with uh, Batman Forever and Batman, Batman and Robin. And Robin, yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice if they had, you know, what they do with the animated stuff, if they did that in live action, that balance of doing the weird and supernatural, but still taking it seriously, but not so seriously that it's just grim dark. Yeah, like, remember when uh, Batman uh, was trying to find Pig Wonder Woman? Um, mm. And he runs into a character from Greek mythology, 
And Zatanna's like, be careful. She And he's like, yeah, I know. I've read the Odyssey. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's, that's fucking amazing. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't remember if... It, I think it might have been last episode that I mentioned it. Either that or it was just in like conversation. But I would like to see Clayface. It's, yeah. Uh, a villain that they do. You know, like... It, yeah, and not even like a necessarily serious. I mean, yes, you know, about as serious as the animated series got with Clayface. You can he's an actor. He gets exposed to some chemicals, and now he can change shape and you know appearance, mold himself to look like different people. But also, his natural state is he's a brown blob man who hates himself because he's an ugly brown blob man. Yeah, that that's. And also, I'd like to see Mr. Freeze done well. Yeah. We kind of got that with uh, Sub-Zero, the animated Mr. Freeze movie. Um, (laughs) But it'd be nice to see a live-action Mr. Freeze that isn't as campy as the Schwarzenegger one. Yeah, because, I I mean, in uh, the animated series, he's, like, the most serious character. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they did him, like, in the Arkham games, like, that'd be cool. Yeah, where he's, uh, he, he's still a dick, but he's driven toward his one goal and everything in his way. Yeah, like, he can be an ally if the circumstances are right, but he'll flip on a dime if, uh, you know, things change. Yeah, not, not like No Way Home Sandman, where he's, uh, he just does whatever for no reason. Yeah, well, No Way Home Sandman is like, I want to save my daughter. Oh, everybody else has bailed on this healing, this <laughs> plan. I guess I'll just tag along with you guys. You guys are going to get us home, right? Yeah. No, I guess they're not. Okay. Oh, they healed me. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like his, my, my favorite thing about that is that like he is... His motivation is diametrically opposed with Electro, and he's got like the easiest powers to deal with Electro. Um, yeah. But no, he he they 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 need the the, the villain five. to hero. Well, they need the villain to hero ratio to be uh, in the yeah. in the in favor of the villains to have it be dramatic. Mm. Um, so no, he's just a villain for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, because they have to have everybody against Spider-Man for the... Yeah, except Spider-Man. Doc Ock, he could be healed earlier and just be out of the way for some reason. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like he's healed and then he fakes it and goes along with Green Goblin before turning on him in the last battle. Yeah. And I, and Sandman really should have done the same, you know, he pretends to go along because clearly Spider-Man isn't going to send him home until these guys work their shit out. Right. Like that, that's what I'm saying. Like he could, he could just like wrap himself around Electro and like automatically win. But no, mm. <laughs> no, they have Doc Ock beat Electro for some reason. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. The the guy with the the, the fucking metal, metal, yeah, the metal arms. The guy whose yeah. whole deal was that his, you know, inhibitor <laughs> chip fried, and that's right. uh, what uh, set him off. He got he got shocked by a stray beam of electricity, and yeah, his his chip fried, so now he's crazy. Yeah. So we'll let him beat Electro. 
Yeah, well, I guess Alfred Molina had more star power than Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. Was that even Thomas Hayden? Like, was it actually him? <laughs> it might have been his voice. I don't think it was him in person. But. Yeah, because, like, the, the only time they really showed him was, like, right after he turned back, and it was, like, a weird angle, and it was dark, and it was Yeah, but they out, probably so just he might used have been footage CG. from, yeah, like, just used the footage from the old movie and yeah. superimposed him in there. Yeah, I assume him and Risa Fons weren't on set. That they were just voices for their CGI characters. Yeah. Willem Dafoe's really good. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so Austin Powers. I think I've said everything I need to about the Batman, unless uh, there's I, anything else to say. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet, so I really don't have anything to say about it or really any questions about it i'll see yeah. it when it comes out on uh digital yeah and i said like, you're not really missing anything by waiting for it i you know if if you have a group that wants to go it can be a fun thing to go out and see it, it's not terrible but if you're just gonna go out on your own to go see it, it it's not really worth it i don't know anybody personally that would want to go see a three-hour batman movie <laughs> mm-hmm so you only know smart people. <laughs> I fucking wish. Um, uh, yeah, Austin Powers is yep. a thing that happened 25 years ago. <laughs> yep, Austin Powers was a very big deal in the late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. and is a recurring my brother, my brother and me joke. Um because it? it is it is a very fun series of movies. I enjoyed watching them again, even as dated as some of the jokes are. Yeah, like a, a lot of the jokes like don't really land. Um, they're honestly kind of cringy. Uh, yeah. But well, yeah, the, I mean, he because the, the whole thing—he's a sex pest, James Bond from the '60s, who's been transported to. The enlightened present of the 90s, <laughs> which will continue to feel older and older and be farther away from the 90s we get. <laughs> but, like, because the, the first movie, the whole thing, like, the first movie had, like, an emotional point to it beyond yeah. just, you know, a bunch of sex jokes, which is that, like, Austin in the 60s. Um, you know, was like free love hippie, um, but that in the nineties he has to learn to be a responsible right. sex pest and not just you know hitting on everyone all the time. Yeah, we we do know that he draws the line at date rape, so that's nice. Mm. Um, they had to throw that in there because otherwise there was the question. Well, yeah, because um, like that's he... uncomfortable. Yeah, because he's, you know, an incredibly horny character, but also isn't really trying to be an asshole to people about it. He just is that horny all the time. Yeah. And he, you know, is hope trying to find someone who reciprocates that. Or, or in the case of the first movie, just like banging it into this one person oh, yeah just <laughs> just wearing her to. down until she yeah says yes and then in the start of the second movie turns out to be a fembot because we need to have a new <laughs> love interest every movie because it's a james bond parody yeah um 
I, I feel like they, they got all the James Bond parodies out of the way in the first movie, and there was a couple mm. in the second movie, and by the third movie, they kind of just um, decided that it was its own thing. Uh, and they... Yeah. They, they mostly just stopped doing it, at least directly. I mean, yeah, like the third one, you know, we had Goldmember as a Goldfinger parody, but aside yeah. from that, it is... Yeah, a lot of, you know, the whole self-referential uh, Tom Cruise as Austin Powers um, yeah. intro and outro. Yeah, uh, fucking Britney, the, the dance um, scene with Britney Spears because oh, it yeah. was 2002, so. Yeah, yeah, uh, they, yeah stuff all the celebrity cameos in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, Danny DeVito as many is <laughs> fucking gold, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, and Kevin Spacey is the bad guy. Uh, yeah. Oh. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> yeah, there's there's a moment where like they they reference uh, Kevin Spacey as Doctor Evil, and then uh, oh, there was one other person who um, turns out was not a very good person at all that they reference like <laughs> like two minutes later. Mm. Uh, who I can't remember. Because yeah, because the it's. The, the opening fake movie that we see, it's Tom Cruise as Austin Powers. Love interest is... Uh, what's your name? The, Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. Um, oh. Who also... Yeah. <laughs> has very questionable morals. Mm. Um, not as bad as Kevin Spacey, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, because um, then, then it's... Uh, yeah, Kevin Spacey is Doctor Evil, and Danny DeVito is Mini Me. Yeah, and, and the the director is Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Um. Yep, yeah, and then yeah, then we see Real Austin, and then it's extended intro credit dance sequence through the studio lot with more celebrity cameos like Britney Spears. Yeah, I kind of hate that they turned that thing that was pretty cool in the other movies into a. Like just in, just a celebrity fest, but mm, yeah, it's wh- really self indulgent. Yeah, and I mean, like nobody's gonna take Austin Powers seriously, right? But yeah, like th- still, like there, there's a, there is something to be said for some kind of restraint. Mm. Um, yeah, because like the opening intro credits of the second one was kind of a follow. Like at the end of the first one, they do like all. The like dick and boob jokes of you know mm. like holding up melons to cover her boobs. And yeah, it's like, you got nice melons. Oh, that's a nice rack, and she's holding up like a spice <laughs> rack in front of her boobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they did all those, and then at the start of the second one, the opening credits thing is just him naked dancing through the hotel <laughs> as his dick is being covered by all kinds of phallic objects. I I like the one where he's by some like rabbis. <laughs> and they they have they have like a is like some kind of meat or a dip uh like maybe hummus or something, mm. uh, and they they like cut off the end. Yeah, yeah. Was that when he was like going through like the dinner table and there's just yeah. like a big sausage and like a couple of uh you know whatever round ball like things next to it. Right. And like when he turns sideways, it'll be like a lengthwise. Uh, thing right like uh in at the end of the first one she's like blowing a balloon yeah um yeah yeah it's 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 
the opposite of, of a mature movie. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's a lot of visual gags. Um, yeah. It it is it's, it's horny slapstick basically. Yeah. Um That's what makes it fun. Yeah. Uh, which one was um, it when they did like the submarine jokes? Interesting. It's long and hard and full of seamen. <laughs> that was the third and, one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I know the third one did one, and I think they even in that one say, "Well, this is just a parody, or like a you know, you're, you're just doing the same thing again as you did in the yeah. second one." Where yeah, I think the second one they had it was just like, like Johnson. What is that? You know, it's like, it looks like an enormous, yeah. and then you cut to a different person. It's like someone says like slang for penis. And yeah. <laughs> it's just all these words that are slang for penis, and that like starts off each bit as someone's about to, you know, like they're pointing at this <laughs> rocket ship that's going up in the air, and it looks like a big cock and balls, <laughs> and they're all about to say that that's what it looks like before <laughs> jumping to another <laughs> euphemism. Yeah, but in in the in the third one, they they cut it because in in the second movie, they they do that joke like eight times in a row before they stop. Yeah. Um, and in the third one, they do it like two or three times before it cuts to Ozzy. It's yeah. Like, Oops. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because like, they're that doing looks the like same this. fucking joke as last time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that's another celebrity cameo that they yeah. stuffed in there. They they peppered them all throughout the movie. Uh, yeah, because by by the time they got to the third one, it was like enough of a meme of a movie that everyone. Wanted to get in on just getting a cameo. Yeah, yeah. Austin Powers was fucking huge for a bit. Yeah, it, it was like peak Mike Myers uh, as like a yeah. comedy icon. Before Cat in the Hat, and yeah. everybody hated him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Cat in the Hat, and then he did that Love Guru. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like something about Love Guru just made him not want to do movies anymore aside from shrek and even that he didn't do he did like a couple more and then stopped yeah i mean shrek is just his fat bastard voice um yeah slightly refined yeah um, yeah it's fat bastard without the crass as much quite as crap i guess no sex jokes basically limited sex jokes yeah for shrek but otherwise yeah it is it's like yeah. that, and he's allowed to explore the emotional range without having a punchline at the end. Right. Because when Fat Sometimes. Bastard starts getting emotional about something, then it, it just leads to a fart joke at the end. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing about Fat Bastard, is that like he actually does get into, like, oh, I'm, I eat because I'm unhappy, and I'm unhappy because I eat. Yeah. And then he just farts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it is kind of a cliche. <laughs> the, the, the joke is him, you know, having this serious moment and then yeah. not. He he farts and then the girl just kicks him in the bu- in the balls. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I I was thinking of a really good joke from one of the movies that I can't remember, but it mm. it, it really made me laugh. But I can't think of it now. Um, shit. Is it the one where they turn to the camera and say, don't worry about this time travel stuff? It doesn't need to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that was a good one, yeah. 
because it, it's he's he's talking to Basil ex- exposition. <laughs> yeah, and he starts thinking about you know the implications of time travel. Realizes it doesn't make sense, and Basil's just like, oh, I think you just shouldn't worry about it. And that goes for the rest of you, too. Yeah. Looking like dead eye into the camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, like, it does get in your head. Like, none of this really makes sense. Yeah. But. Yeah, also... yeah, because in, in the first one, the conceit is that he was cryo frozen in the 60s so he could be awoken when uh, Dr. Evil turned up from his own cryo freezing uh yeah. that he like sent himself up, up into space cryo frozen but then in the second one so they could do more 60s stuff he has to go back in time to get his mojo back that was drained from him sometime in the past which then affected him in the present even though that's not how time works um and <laughs> so they just tell you like don't worry about it we're just doing time travel jokes we want him to be in the 60s and also in the present uh, yeah so yeah and then they do more of that in the third one they're just like like they have to find gold members <clears throat> like oh he's hiding in the 70s like sure <laughs> that's how time travel works you can just hide yeah. in a time period <laughs> uh, I like I like some of the names in the first movie that are like direct um, bond parodies mm like uh, uh, a lot two. of vagina. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that's... I mean, they, they kind of did that in the third one, too, with Fook Me and Fook You. Yeah, that one... Um, it was a little cringier, that's, but... That's not how Japanese works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but whatever, I guess. Uh, um. Anyway... Where was I? Uh, the parody names. Oh, they had a couple more. I can't think of it. Mm. I mean, I know, like, the main accomplices of Doctor... You know, like, number two is uh, the main villain of From Russia With Love, I think. He might have been named, like, number... He was either number one or number two in that movie. They did it as number two in this one because it's a poop joke. Yeah. Um... But yeah, because it was like the the top agent in Spectre was like the main villain of From Russia With Love, I think, but also Rosa Klebb, who's mostly remembered for having a knife in her shoe at the end of the movie. Um, that like she's the one who in you know, is like Doctor Evil's other you know main hench person in these. It, it's like a parody of her. <laughs> And even, like, the volcano oh. base thing, that's, um, and what was it, uh, You Only Live Twice, I think, ended with, um, Blofeld having a volcano base, um, you, you, and the moon base could... is Moonraker, um, they, they did that in that one. You could be making up half those movie names, and I would not oh. know. <laughs> no, I, I have seen all the James Bond movies. I don't remember them all especially clearly, because a lot of it is just action that blurs together. Like, action yeah. and some boring talky scenes. But, yeah, no, like, they... Austin Powers pulled from a lot of, like, the really iconic moments of, like, classic like, Connery and uh, Roger Moore era james bond right but like specifically the 60s era yeah 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 like the 
The first two, not counting George Lazenby, although they, I guess they kind of did that too, because the George Lazenby was only in one <clears throat> movie, um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and that one is mainly remembered for being the one where James Bond actually settled down and got married at the end, and then the woman gets assassinated by Blofeld because it's a tragic ending. Um, so I mean, in having Austin have you know like settle down with the Bond girl character, like they kind of did an Honor Majesty's Secret Service thing, but not quite to the extent that movie did. Um, mostly what yeah. they were drawing from was yeah, like the the volcano, you know, famous volcano base, and you know space stuff, and um, like, you know, like all the like the main characters from like the Spectre villains. Um, I'm kind of surprised they didn't really do a Doctor No thing, because that was the first movie. Um, and Goldmember, obviously, it's Goldfinger. They do like a their parody right. version of the you know like Goldfinger is probably like the best and most memorable theme song that a Bond movie's had. So yeah, they did their own parody version of that about him just touching himself and turning his dick to gold. Yeah. <laughs> but like he, he's got the Midas yeah. touch, but he touched it too much. Yeah, hey, Goldmember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Beyonce was in the third movie. Yeah, um, Foxy Cleopatra. Yeah, that that's a fucking awesome name. Yeah, for a, for a '70s character. Yeah, I mean, I forgot she was in it, but she was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, she's like like a '70s exploitation movie, like action badass. Right, right, like a like one of those '70s like uh, like exploitation cop shows that yeah people always parody but i've never actually seen one yeah um, yeah i've only seen like parodies and references to yeah like the only the only one i really know is shaft and i've never actually seen shaft mm. um so mm. um oh i remember the name of odd the odd job parody oh uh, yeah yeah it was right random task yeah <laughs> Yeah, he was only in the first one, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, he he shows up in the first one, does nothing, and then goes to assassinate Austin at the end when he's naked. Yeah. Yeah, and he does the odd job, except he throws, like, shoes and stuff. Yeah. He just throws random things. Like, he throws a shoe at, like, a, a marble statue, and it, and it like, breaks. knocks the head off, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, that's what odd, odd job had the hat, and he throws it and severs the head off a marble statue which Mythbusters you know tested to see is it even possible that you could make a hat with like the sharpness and the weight necessary to cut through stone and you can I mean it, one it'd be hard to keep on your head and two like throwing it yeah like, nah it, it's it's fucking Kung Lao anyway <laughs> I mean I guess mm. Kung Lao is yeah. just odd job yeah, well, probably. I mean, because like, a lot of the characters from Mortal Kombat were taken from Big Trouble in Little China. Right. Like, Raiden basically is you know, one of the characters yeah, the, in um, that movie. <clears throat> the magic lightning guy. Yeah. Yeah, with the you know wide brim hat. Yeah. Which one is Shao Kahn? Um, <laughs> I mean, aside from the skull mask, he kind of looks like Conan the Barbarian. 
That's true. Oh, and Shang Tsung is just uh, yeah, the he main, was the, the main villain. The villain of um, yeah, Big Trouble. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I never put that together, but it makes sense. Yeah, now I'd played Mortal Kombat before I saw Big Trouble in Little China, and when I saw it, it's just oh, this Mortal Kombat was inspired by this, wasn't it? And it was. Yeah, they, that makes a lot of it. sense. Yeah. Yeah, Ed Boon likes '80s action movies. Yep. And horror uh, movies. Hey Jade, what's your recording at now? Uh, fifty-three. Uh, fifty-four. I just got to fifty-four. Okay, I'm ten seconds slow. I think my recording uh, stopped. Oh, at yeah, some that's point. fine. Yeah, might have okay. been. Yeah, it, it happens sometimes. Like usually, my recording ends up coming in shorter than yours, and I think it, I, it's just. Audit, you know, my my computer will just sporadically it's recording for half a second. See, it, and it and it just caught up. That's the third time it did that. Well, yeah, let's. Okay, um, I mean, give it a second and see, because sometimes mine does that. Like it sits there, doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine will do that sometimes. It just like sits there doing nothing, and okay. then, um. Like you give it a second, you know, wondering if it's going to pop up, and suddenly it jumps a few seconds ahead, and all of your recording data is there. It just, I guess, I don't know, the visualization of it doesn't appear, you know, at the moment that it should. Alright, I'll just ignore it then. <laughs> yeah, it it should turn out fine. Yeah. Unless the whole thing just like freezes and doesn't, you know, ever unfreeze. Oh, I know what it is. My fucking my oh, my antivirus program running in the my background. antivirus just came on for some reason. Mm. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I told it. I told mm. it to stop. Uh, it probably mm. won't, but I told it to. Mm. Um, yeah. No, we're not advertising that antivirus. Nope. I'm not even going to tell you which one it is. No. Not like our sponsor. Uh, is Norton there any, there's a lot of VPNs that do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because yeah, there's a lot of like VPNs that do sponsorships, but antiviruses don't really no. anymore. It seems like. Um, welcome our sponsor. Uh, what, what's what's the what's the um, the documentary one? Um, oh, story blocks? Maybe. <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get story blocks to pay us to tell you about all the great. I, I, I assume it's like video. From what I've heard from other advertisements, it's like video clips that you can get that you can use for making your um, YouTube videos and stuff or presentations or. I don't know. It's almost like. You know the, those like uh, image galleries that you have to pay for, uh, except for video clips instead. Yeah, we 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 need to get a sponsorship from Adam and Eve. Hmm. Extreme restraints. <laughs> I I know that reference because I have seen that. Um, I have seen a clip from that. I, I haven't heard. Yeah, I haven't heard any advertisements for extreme restraints in a long time, but. They used to. <laughs> get, get three boring brothers to, 
advertise your BDS your BDSM sex stuff. I mean, I guess they used to be hornier back in the first couple hundred episodes of the show. Yeah, Griffin Griffin hasn't been the same since he got married. I don't I don't know when he got married, mm. so don't I don't actually know. Yeah, it. I, yeah, it was definitely during the duration of the show, but it was before I started listening to it. So. Yeah, I used to get a lot of uh, uh, my brother, my brother, my brother, and me clips recommended um, because mm. I watched Monster Factory, um, but I haven't mm. watched that in a while, mm. so I don't get those recommendations anymore. Yeah, I I don't think they've had a new episode in like a year. Because they, like, even after they left Polygon, they'd put a few episodes out on Polygon, and for a few months, you know, they were putting out episodes, but would always have, like, a stinger at the end saying, make sure to sign up for the McElroy Family Channel, because that's where future episodes will go. And they've only done, like, one or two on the McElroy Family Channel. Mostly, it's just streaming. Like, Griffin did a stream of playing, um... A version of Zelda: a Link to the Past, where you're playing as Guy Fieri, and <laughs> he said it to have you know the item locations are all randomized. So when you open a chest, you don't know if it's going to give you the quest item you need or just like a heart piece. Um, and he also said it to one hit kill. So if he dies, Guy Fieri just turns into a hot dog, <laughs> and then he has to go back to whatever spawn point and uh, try to not die the next time that I haven't played I, ha, I have played Link to the Past but it's been a very long time I'm assuming mm. I'm assuming uh, that's ridiculous got, <laughs> yeah it yeah pretty ridiculous yeah he died a lot it I don't know I mean I feel like it'd be more entertaining to not have him die all the time because it's already crazy enough having all the items randomized that you know that like there is a scenario where you could just lock yourself out because the item you need is behind a barrier mm. you can't get through because you need the item to get through the barrier. I, I know a lot of randomizers uh, like put um, they 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 make sure that that doesn't happen like there's a certain order that you okay. have to get like uh mm. like if you need uh item one to to get so far in the game like the first five chests will have item one definitely okay yeah maybe it works like that but i i thought it just placed them all at the start yeah, I mean, of the game some of them might do that maybe it places them as it happens but like i i know that there are um like I, I guess depending on who makes the the mod or the ROM hack or whatever, um, mm. can decide how to do that. Yeah. What, what we're um, talking about. Did we have anything else to say about Austin Powers? Um. Probably. <laughs> but mm. do we have anything to say now about Austin Powers, or should we just drop it in later when we think of it? Eh, I I mean it's it's funny movie man um mm. they're i don't know like it, you, you you know what austin powers is about like you've seen a clip or something before i'm sure 
Yeah, I mean, I'd say if you grew up either watching them or... I mean, I didn't watch them as a kid, but I knew people who did, so I heard a lot of the jokes. Um, but I guess if you grew up watching them, they still hold up enough that they're fun. And if you didn't, they probably still hold up enough that they're fun. I mean, don't expect it to be smart. It's lowbrow comedy, but yeah. it's still, you know, generally funny. Yeah, th- there's some, like, occasional not cool stuff, but it's not, like, overt or hateful. Mm. Just, yeah, you know, it- it's 25 years old. Product of the times. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. Um, also, Britney Spears is in it, and she wants to fuck Mini-Me. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's an adult, I assume. He's like two years old. He's a clone. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know, Brittany's (laughs) weird. Yeah. Um, There's a dog barking. Mm. That's our third host. Yeah. <laughs> introduce sir yeah he's he's very upset about something I don't know what mm. he, he's trying to tell us uh you know dark secrets about Austin powers but we can't hear you, you can't pet the dog in Austin powers <laughs> mm. I don't think there is a dog there's yeah, a cat remember but they got rid of the cat uh, yeah well yeah the bad guy's got a cat because that's Blowfield. Yeah. Parody he doesn't that. even have the cat in, in the second one. Mm. They got rid of that quick. Yeah, yeah, because in, fr- in the first one he had the cat and then he cryo-froze himself and the cat lost all its hair. Yeah. And and um, they imply that he lost his hair because he was frozen. Um, mm. But but then later we see in flashback him as like a teenager and he was always yeah, bald. Like he never grew hair from the day he was born. Yeah. Yeah, from when he was a baby and he was in a car explosion or yeah. something. Picked up by... Belgian. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Belgians. Yeah, yeah, the Belgians. <laughs> I love that line from Mike. We haven't even talked about Michael Caine. <laughs> Who's yeah. was fucking great. <laughs> like, like, I hate all intolerance. Yeah. Uh, and the Dutch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So actually, yeah, I guess they were Dutch because he hated. The no, Dutch. he hates the Dutch for a separate reason. Um, he, oh. But the the <laughs> he only hates Belgians because they share a border with the Dutch. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the third movie when they're not having just celebrity cameos and stuff is uh, father son story. Well, I guess like father's son's story because it's revealed that dr evil and austin powers are brothers and their dad is michael kane uh who's like a seasoned veteran secret agent who's also a horny weirdo like austin michael kane is fucking awesome by the way in this movie um not as not as good as the dark knight rises <sighs> um, what else are we forgetting about Austin Powers? <laughs> A lot, probably. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I know before we watched him, I'd mentioned the funny gag with the slow motion <laughs> running a guy over with a skateboarder. And it's just a big open area, and he's screaming, No! (laughs) (laughs) Get out of the way! (laughs) He's just screaming and holding up his hands. And and then he gets run over by a steamroller. That that was the best gag of the first movie. Like, easily. Like, all all the other ones kind of just kept going for a while. Um, Mm. And not not very funny ways. Oh, Seth Green. Um... Oh, yeah. Seth Green is only good. It has like a character arc over. Yeah, he he a- he actually does. He he becomes less belligerent and more evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he wants to you know live up or at least get his idiot evil dad to appreciate him. Yeah. So he you know, just becomes more of a like comic book supervillain like Doctor Evil. Right. And uh, I also the third one had that whole Springer thing because celebrity came right. the references. Was was that the third one or the second one? Might have been the second. Well, one. I don't remember. No, were, were they in the sixties the whole time in the second one? Uh, most of it. The Springer thing actually might have been in the first one. <laughs> Maybe I I don't I don't I don't, I don't exactly remember either since I last watched. It. I think it was in the first one. Now that I think about it, mm. um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure Seth Green is only funny um in Robot Chicken and when he's being an asshole in something. Hmm. I mean, I don't know what else he's been in offhand aside from those. Like he, and like you know, I think Family Guy. He's the voice of Chris. Yeah, is it? yeah. And he he has bit parts in comedies from time, or at least he did. Um, mm. in like, like oh yeah, two thousands, early two thousands. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was never like more more than like a a C list celebrity. So, mm. yeah. Robot Chicken is truly his magnum opus. Yeah. Yeah, I I mainly know him for that, and yeah, like I I make sense he'd be in something like Family Guy because it's you know just voice acting. Yeah, he had to be in some Seth, Seth MacFarlane movies though, because he's had like two or three of them. Hmm. I I probably I haven't seen any. Yeah, of them. A, a million ways to die in the West. <laughs> Does anybody remember that? Yeah. I, I, that's the only one I remember, I remember he did A Million Ways to Die in the West, I remember the Orville, which I haven't seen, but it's, I mean, that one's a TV show. I, that is, like, from what I've heard, it's, like, a Star Trek Next Generation parody, except a lot of the time they're just straight up doing Star Trek Next Generation plots. Hmm. But with some jokes, yeah, I, I, which sounds like Seth MacFarlane, because like his Star Wars parody was just Star Wars, but with right. jokes. I I kind of feel like every Seth MacFarlane thing is just here's a thing. Now let me point out the flaws in this thing. Yeah, <laughs> like that, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. or just just put a gag in there. It's like oh, we're just gonna recycle that bit from Airplane, <laughs> but now it's Quagmire doing it, so. <laughs> Although, it's exactly the same yeah. joke. 
Yeah, because like even even like Family Guy was just like, oh, it's your average family sitcom, except no, they say bad words and yeah. um, the family sucks. But I mean, yeah, Simpsons did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Simpsons did it, and Roseanne did I it. I did watch more Simpsons, and I still like, don't really have more thoughts on Malcolm it. in the Middle did that. When did Malcolm in the Middle start? Was that late 90s or early 2000s? It was somewhere in there. When did Family Guy start? That was late 90s, right? I, th- I want to say 99. Yeah. Same year as Spongebob. Mm. And one of, well, I guess they're both still going. Yep. But Family Guy stopped going for a while and then came back. Like twice, I think. Maybe not. Well, I, I pr- Probably. <laughs> It, it was on Fox. That happens to a lot of Fox shows. Yeah. They cancel them and then realize that people actually liked them. Yeah, I, I think we had this exact conversation. <laughs> like I don't know if it was on recording ago. or after recording. But I, yeah. I think we had it two episodes ago. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> we're a family guy. We're just recycling the same yeah. This This reminds me of the time the blob ate the wasp. And now we're going to flash back. <laughs> I'll have to yeah. go back into previous episodes, grab that clip, splice it in here. And... Hey, Peter, do you remember that time the blob ate the wasp? I, I can't do a, a whatever accent Lois does. So. Mm. I mean, I recognized it. So. Yeah. Um, I'm not good at accents in general. I can't even do my own accent. I mean... I can do voices after I've practiced, but if I haven't practiced them, it feels weird to jump right into it, and I I, I don't want to feel out having to get the accent correct on recording. I'd rather just have it already there. Nah, just go for it, be embarrassed, and don't apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nobody's listening, who cares? (laughs) What, you think Eugene's going to call you out on it? No. I mean, he might now. Hi, Eugene. Hi, Eugene. Uh, Eugene and uh, Sarah and um, uh, Scarlet. That's another one. Hello. Then we know who's listening. Hello. Although the Hello. only one who gave you a yeah to your Joker laugh from last time was Eugene. Nice. Eugene... And uh, only I did the dinosaur. I mean, nobody else did the dinosaur. Eugene is the alpha and the omega. Yeah. The beginning and the end. The the cat and the dog. Cat <laughs> dog. Yeah, 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 I guess the cat dog is one being it. Without <laughs> like, a, like a fucking Ouroboros that constantly pisses each, each other off. I don't know. Uh... I I'm in I'm in the word salad um point of the show. Mm. Yeah, I think Austin Powers has probably run its course as a topic. We've also got it run its course as a franchise twenty years ago. Yeah, I mean just just wait, it'll probably come back. Everything's coming back. I think there was a Super Bowl commercial. Um Mm. with like a lot of the original cast like two months ago. Yeah, no, I mean, if they can convince Mike Myers to do it again, there'll be another one. I mean, he probably likes money. Hmm. I don't... 
I don't know if he has the energy to pull off uh, Austin Powers anymore, though. I mean, I guess at worst they could recast, but like, you know, it took <laughs> actually, twenty years to get a, a Space Jam sequel, and we got one of those. Actually, make the Tom Cruise movie. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, just get Tom Cruise to do it. Yeah, don't don't bring back anybody else except Danny DeVito, though. Hmm. <laughs> just have Danny DeVito play the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a penguin from Batman Return. <laughs> mm. Or or Frank Reynolds from It's Always in Philadelphia. Just or Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, he should have been Detective Pikachu anyway. I don't yeah, what know. happened? I thought um, they were gonna make another live action Pokemon after that and they haven't heard anything about it since. Because everyone was all about Detective Pikachu when it came out, and then it just fell off the radar. And what year was that 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 came out? Twenty eighteen, I think. Oh, that was so long ago. Mm. That was the same year as uh, Spider Verse. Yep. So I mean, but it was like six months apart because right Detective Pikachu was like spring or summer and. Uh, yeah. Spider-Verse was November, I think. Yeah, I think Detective Pikachu was like the, the summer movie that they wanted to be the, the big hit. And then... Yeah. Well, yeah, it was like early summer before... <clears throat> either before or around when Infinity War came out, because that was yeah. the big one of 2018. Right. Yeah, so it probably was like... It might have been a couple weeks after Infinity War. I think maybe they were both in May. Yeah. What a terrible place for a movie to be in. Mm. <laughs> uh, I should watch that again. Mm. I, I mean, it. Would, I don't know. I probably won't, no matter what I... There's so many movies I should watch, but I never will. I still haven't seen Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, like there's... I don't know. There's a lot of movies that I feel like I want to watch again, but at the same time like i'm still trying to get through dragon ball and also you know when i don't want to think about things too hard i've been watching simpsons and disney plus just added all the netflix marvel stuff and agents of shield so Hmm. i've been watching daredevil season three and it's good I, i don't know what to say about it necessarily except that i mean they bring kingpin back so that's cool the story feels more cohesive than what I remember of season two, which was years ago that I saw it. But when did like season I, three come out? Uh, I don't know, cause like I was using my sister's Netflix account when um, the shows were originally airing, so I saw Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Daredevil season two, and part of Luke Cage, and then I got bored and stopped. So I haven't seen the rest of Luke Cage, or Punisher, or Defend- Iron Fist, Defenders. I think Jessica Jones had a season two. I have no idea what happened in it. And Daredevil had a season three, and that was like one of the last things they did. I only ever watched the first two Daredevil seasons. Yeah. Um... Like, the second season of Daredevil, I remember it being fine, but it wasn't as good, because half of it is Punisher, and the other half is Elektra and Undead Ninjas. Right. Um, And season three, 
<clears throat> it's fall. I don't know what happened in Defenders. I guess people thought Daredevil died in it, but it turns out he didn't. And that's where we pick up is he's like undercover being like nursed back to health at the church. Meanwhile, Kingpin is you know working on his latest plan. I mean, it it start like for a while. It, it seems like he might be trying to turn a corner and work with the police but actually it seems like he's just trying to get out of jail so that he can you know do more kingpin stuff hey jade i have a question Hmm? was daredevil season one really that great or was it just because it came out like when the mcu was um not as good (laughs) as it had been I would have to watch it again to know, but I think, based on how you know good the writing is on season three, that season one probably was that good. Nice. Um, I, I'll probably watch it again then. Yeah, because I think, like Daredevil season one was really good. Jessica Jones, I remember being really good, but also, just like some of the topics in it are just too dark for me to want to watch again. Hmm. Um. And then season two was, you know, kind of the Iron Man 2 problem of, like, you're cramming in all this stuff that you're going to spin off into other stuff. Yeah. Um, And then Luke Cage, I just wasn't interested in Iron Fist. I've only heard bad things about the actor being unlikable. Um, (laughs) And Defenders, I haven't really heard anything that great about that either. So I think, like, Daredevil season one and three are really good. And I don't know if the rest of it's really worth watching. I'm probably yeah, going to do Defenders next after Daredevil, but... I'll try watching Daredevil again. Like, I, I remember really liking it. Um, hmm. I mean, eventually. Probably not even anytime soon. <laughs> but Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We got Moon Knight coming out in, like, two weeks. Yeah. What What else is on the Marvel Horizon... Because I don't, I don't um, keep track of that shit really anymore. Okay, so we got Moon Knight is the next show. Next movie is <clears throat> Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness in May. Um, later this year we've got Thor Love and Thunder, which we're starting to see like some toy images of. There hasn't been a trailer yet. Um, that one, it's it's got Thor, it's got... Uh, Jane Foster is back, and she's going to be the new Thor. Um, and Christian Bale is playing the villain, who is like something the God but- Gore the God Butcher, I think. Uh, is another Elden Ring name for you. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah, Gore the God Butcher, guy who I, I don't know, I guess kills Asgardian gods or something. Who knows? Um, he's the new bad guy. Yeah. I, um, also, I, Korg is back. Korg and Meek, so best characters. Oh, are back. Well, of course. Because it is Taika Waititi directing again for yeah. Love and Thunder. Um, and then we just got a trailer for the Ms. Marvel show, um, which I don't really like Ms. Marvel as a character, so I'll probably yeah. watch because it's there, but I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, I honestly haven't really seen her in anything, but she does seem like the kind of character that's just like oh i love marvel stuff (laughs) yeah well yeah like she her whole thing seems to be aside like 
her powers and her being a um, Islamic character, like that, that's all fine. That's you know interesting, but her being like a fangirl of Marvel characters feels really weird in the world of Marvel character. You know, it's like someone who's yeah. like super into celebrities and you know like obsessed with celebrities and trying to emulate celebrities and write fanfics about celebrities <laughs> getting together with each other um, yeah that's like that um bob's burgers episode where tina writes erotic friend fiction <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah and but and uh, you know aside from that it just feels like she is the latest iteration of relatable teen character yeah. Which is the thing Marvel has done every decade pretty much since they started. Like, Rick Jones is one of the early examples of the relatable teen kid who is, like, hanging out with the superheroes and getting in on their adventures. Um, for a while, like, Kitty Pride was that role. Hmm. Um, Jubilee was that in, like, you know, the 90s X-Men. Um, yeah. It's like the, the, you know, teenage character who will, like, dress in modern fashion and use a lot of slang, and it feels like a bunch of people in their 40s trying to imagine <laughs> what a teenager is like. And that's what Ms. Marvel seems like any anything I've seen her in. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll make her not cringy in this show, but based on the trailer, I, nah, I think she's still going to be cringy. Yeah, I... But it might also just be that I hate teenagers. <laughs> you know, yeah. See, um, I don't watch a ton of anime anymore, but mm. that that type of shit does get old. Because like the the way anime works is, they either write teenagers as adults, um, like with fully formed thoughts that teenagers mm. don't actually have, yeah, um, or or they write them as actual teenagers, and it's kind of weird. And you just hate them because they're teenagers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I'm just I'm like Ivan Ooze and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. He's like, <laughs> the Brady Bunch reunion. <laughs> that I, foul smell. <laughs> teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, I want to watch that movie again. We should watch that. Yeah, um, we should. I I think I yeah I have the DVD around here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> the the Black Plague. <laughs> The yeah, Spanish the Inquisition. <laughs> the Brady Bunch reunion. <laughs> I fucking love that. God. Yeah. Who played Ivanus? I, uh, I, I don't remember the guy's name. He also played like the villain in that Mozart movie. Really? He was Salieri? Yeah. yeah. No yeah, shit. Yeah, it's the same guy underneath all that purple makeup. I'm, I'm looking this up. Yeah, but, he, but... yeah, he's like a serious actor. But isn't opposed to doing comedy stuff. Paul Freeman. Okay. What else was he? He was in Indiana Jones and the Lost Ark. Whoa. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think. Is he Belloc? Um, it doesn't give his role for some reason. Okay. He was in he, Hot Fuzz, apparently. IMDb? I'm trying to get there. My my phone is very slow. Apparently, no. I mean, I'm recording on one phone, but I'm going to use another phone to look this up. Yeah, he's Belloc. Oh, he's the Reverend in Hot Fuzz. I'll have to edit this down <laughs> so people don't have to listen to us. He's uh, a, searching he, things and not doing bits. So no, 
no comedy. He's the uh, Reverend in Hot Fuzz that is like, can't we stop this mindless violence and then pulls out two guns? He plays Moriarty in a Sherlock movie from the 80s, I guess. Okay. Uh, he's five foot seven and a half. Well, That's you gotta have that half in there. Can't, the half on there. Can't get girls on Tinder if you're <laughs> five foot seven uh, and a half and up. Did your internet kind of cut out again? I'm not hearing anything. Uh. Um. <clears throat> well, I guess I'll continue recording and. Okay, something is happening. Um. Uh, see if we become disconnected again. That's fine. Um. Hey Jade, can you still hear me? Okay, now I can. <sighs> did my internet go out again, or did Discord just fail? Yeah, I couldn't for a little bit, but okay, now I can't again. Uh. Fine. Okay, filmography. God damn it, IMDb! You used to be easy to navigate. I know. Okay, Discord is apparently trying to reconnect, but it can't. Okay, here we go. Wow, he's still in movies. Just recorded The Man from Rome 2022. Shut up, IMDb. I don't want your fucking app. I don't need an app for every damn website I go on. Okay. Can you still hear me? Yeah, no. Looks like he's doing a lot of lower budgets. Okay, Hot Fuzz. Reverend Phillips Shooter. Okay, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is news. Okay, I I, I um, think Discord is yeah, back up something. again. Um, I don't know what's happening with oh, my boy, computer this is today. Really fun to listen to and uh, <laughs> go back to um, uh, editing recording. Yeah, I'm to me talk to myself while scrolling and just trying to fix the connection. I guess. I was also talking to myself. So okay, Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark. He is Belloc, the the main villain guy. Who else was he? Okay, that's neat. I will leave this page open in case we need it for later. Are we okay? Let's send Brent a message and try to fix this. Okay, heard a thing. I don't know what's happening. My Discord keeps going in and out. Hmm. Um, I is keep it, it keeps now? sounding like my microphone is connecting and disconnecting, but I I don't know if that's the case. Okay, um, Did, are you still hearing everything? Because I went through the whole list of yeah, roles. I've, I've heard you for like the past five minutes. Okay, <laughs> but I I I I don't know. Um, I mean, it seems like it's reconnected now. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully that stays. Just Discord didn't like your. Mike. I uh, guess. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Ivan Ooze was Belloc and the Reverend from Hot Fuzz. And he's done a lot. He's continued to do movies, but they're not, like, huge movies. I'm, I'm, up, I'm upset about what just happened, and I won't pretend to not be. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That completely uh, ruined the flow. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's episode 201. Nobody expects anything at this point. <laughs> That's so true. 
Um, yeah, because otherwise, let's see, I, um, okay, so F-Zero X got added to Nintendo Switch. I've played some, it's fun and cool and good music and stuff. Um, difficulty level feels, I guess I'm just not that good at racing games, uh, but at least because it is, uh, um, you know, an emulator, basically. I can save scum my way through it, so I've done that to win a few of the race things. You know, it's like I, I win the race and then save, or even just, like, get in a good position, save, and then, uh, if things go sideways, um, I can go back and not lose the race. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of racing games because it's like, Oh, I lost this race. Uh, better go back twelve minutes and redo the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and like with F Zero, one of the things I, I've forgotten that's kind of cool about it is, if someone is ahead of you on the leaderboard points wise, you can kill them, and that'll make it so they get zero points in that race. So, but also, I mean, trying to focus your effort because the way you like knock a person out for that race is you have to, like, get up alongside them and double-tap, like, either the Z or R to side-slam them. And if you hit them hard enough and hit them into a wall, you can just not, you know, deplete their energy meter and they explode. Nice. Um, they'll be back for the next race, but they get no points for that race. So that's how you can, you know, knock your rivals down and get ahead of them in the, the leaderboards. Uh... That's you know, cool. That seems do it the fair way. Yeah, that that seems like <laughs> overpowered. <laughs> like, yeah, well, because the the drawback is that you know the effort that you expend, you know, trying to get up alongside alongside someone and assassinate them. That's like valuable time that you could be using to get to the front of the pack and get first place. But you don't have to get first place necessarily if you have enough points. And the people who are closest to you, next in line, all get knocked out. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's you know, fun, violent uh, racing game with a lot of colorful characters. Like X is the one where they expanded the roster to have thirty and let you like see all the characters. Uh, you get like, depending what difficulty level you beat the race at, you get a little like picture of them where they're saying a thing um i think if you beat like the hardest mode with captain falcon you can see him without his helmet if i remember right huh. um yeah it'd be nice if they added gamecube games ever so we could get <laughs> gx because gx is the one where they did like full voice acting you like when you win a race yeah. with a character you then on like a you know after, you know, like a, like a sports show, basically, there's an interviewer there who asks you questions, and depending, like, if you're playing, like, one of the supervillain characters, like, the interviewer is scared to talk to you, um, and, yeah, they, like, they do a lot of, like, fun character stuff in GX that they just, you know, couldn't do in any of the earlier games, because they didn't have the, the data space to 
have all those models yeah. and quotes and like in GX every character has their own theme song nice so, so made by Sega like... so it, it, it feels kind of like the you know like in Sonic Heroes how each team had their own theme song Yes, I do. In, I'm I'm very aware. Yeah, <laughs> I listen. Like I listen that, to that sometimes. I, I did too. Yeah, but there's uh, it's like that. But there's 40 characters in the game, and each one has their own theme song. Yeah, that that's honestly a lot of work for 30 different characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 characters who most people will never hear about because. They're only in the F Zero games, and there hasn't been an F Zero game since two thousand five. How many F Zero games are there total? Like four? Uh, there was F Zero on Super Nintendo, F Zero X on N sixty four, GX on GameCube, Maximum Velocity, GP Legend on. Uh, well, th- those are two set on Game Boy Advance. They had Maximum Velocity. Which was set in the future of this future, like the the games are already <laughs> in the future. They're like the year in the anime. There's an anime. GP Legend is based on the anime. Um, in the anime, I think they say the year is twenty two oh one. So in the future of that maximum velocity, it has like the next generation. But then they went back to the original generation because then they did GX and they did GP Legend, which is a tie-in game for the anime. That when they adapted it to English, it was four kids, and they only did like thirteen of the fifty episodes before deciding the ratings weren't good enough and they stopped. Um, yeah, although that happens the, a lot. Yeah, like the anime, you know, the early episodes are fine, but like the cool stuff happens toward the end, so it's annoying that that never got adapted and even the episodes that got adapted never got released on any kind of media so i had to get a bootleg copy and that took years to find a bootlegger who had a copy of f-zero gp legend um i would like to get like the the you know anime with subtitles in uh, you know like a physical media format i know i can just watch it all on youtube but i would like to have you know an actual copy of it, but any of the, like the you know DVDs that were released are all the you know, Japanese market made for rental store ones, so they're like a hundred dollars for four episodes. Yeah, um, but but yeah, no, because the yeah the, there was one other game after GP Legend, and it was adapting the other half of the anime. But because that half of the anime never came out in America, they didn't <laughs> translate the game either. So F Zero Climax oh, is only in Japan, um, and also there was F Zero AX, which is an arcade game that had it was like tied in. GX and AX came out at the same time, and if you took your GameCube memory card, you could plug it into the machine for F Zero AX to unlock the 10 secret racers otherwise you could get them in gx but you had to beat the story mode levels on hard mode which is really difficult i managed to get most of them i think and then i got a game shark for gamecube and i used that to cheat and get the last couple yeah i mean but yeah so i guess that would be one it's not really cheating if you own the game (laughs) 
six console F-Zero games, and then one arcade game. And the last one of any of those that came out was 2005, so it's been 17 years since an F-Zero game came out. It, um, it, it's amazing that but Melee... F-Zero X is on Switch now, so if you signed up for the expensive N64 enabled plan of Switch, you can um, play an F-Zero game that's a pretty decent one. Um, it's am- it's amazing it's a 3D that 3D racing game doing was... half pipes and uh, uh, driving on ceilings and stuff before Mario Kart did it, and everybody said, "Oh, this is cool! Look at this thing Mario Kart invented!" I swear uh, to God, like 15 years after F Zero did it. And I think the sound might have cut out again, so I'll just keep talking. Um, we're, yeah, we only got 20 minutes left on, well, assuming it doesn't get trimmed down too much. Um, so, yeah, so I also played, um, Chex Quest. Oh, I have a message. Uh, yeah, okay, I guess Brent just connected. Um... Jesus Christ, I oh, hate it. Oh, you're back. I okay. hate it. I hate it. Probably. Mm. Did you hear my ramblings about F-Zero? I heard a lot of it. <laughs> okay. Because I kind of figured you were still hearing me if I wasn't hearing you, and I would just keep talking about things to fill airspace. Yeah. Um. Um. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Pokemon while you're here before it cuts I... out again? I I mean I I don't have much more to say about it. Like Gen Gen three kind of wore me down, to be honest, because um, um, it's it's a lot. <laughs> there's a is lot it of the random... Nuzlocke part, or just the I, whole thing. There's just a lot of random trainers, and they don't even say interesting stuff. So it's a lot of just fighting. Oh. Um. I don't I don't know. Um. Gen 3 yeah. will probably be my last Nuzlocke attempt um, as I go forward just because it part part of it is well, the Well, yeah, Nuzlocke. then you don't have to grind and worry about things dying and stuff. Yeah. Because, like, I I don't it like, when, when, when it gets to the gym leaders, I'm like, okay, how is this dangerous? Um, mm. So I look up how they're dangerous and then I, like, make these half elaborate plans to to stop people from dying. Mm. Um, and it usually works. Like, the planning is fun, but also it takes time. Uh, mm. And I've, I've been on, I've been on Emerald for like a month now. Um, and I have six badges. Mm. Uh, so. Yeah, I have been looking at like the amount of time in the year and the amount of games you have left. Like, are you going to do Fire Red Leaf Green, or are you just going to do main games only? Um, I'm I'm gonna stick with the main games for now. Um, I might I might go to Legends Arceus after Gen Four just to to break up the the Pokemon monotony. Mm. Pokemon the Pokemon op Pokemon Pokemon op 
fuck. Mm. That's a that's a hard. <laughs> that's a difficult one. The mm. Pokemon not monot Pokemon not name. <laughs> mm. Shit. Yeah. Words. <laughs> yeah, word. That wasn't word salad. That was like word vomit. Um. Yeah. Uh. But I. If I do do the the remakes, they'll probably be after the main series. Mm. Um, okay, yeah, the yeah. Yeah, because like if if I just breeze through like um, gens four through eight, uh, then yeah, they'll have they'll there'll be time for the remakes. But if not, like they release. <laughs> Two Pokemon. They they will have released two Pokemon games this year. Yeah, and and those are yep. two that I do want to play uh, hmm. this year. So, yeah. yeah. So, so you have a deadline. You have to get through all the mainline games before Scarlet and Violet come out, so you can be playing those live. Right. I mean, Gen One and Two are not as big, um, and also I'm I was very familiar with them, so it did not take that much time to get through them hmm. um but gen 3 is a lot bigger there's a lot more random trainers um it's not always as clear exactly where to go uh because the the world is more like on a grid rather than a straight line I, it mm. seems like yeah um yeah and like because yeah three is where they started incorporating more of the you know like story elements on top of your trainer quests so sometimes you'll be doing story and sometimes you'll be detoured to have to go stop the evil teams yeah and it what's good about that is that so far it's been very short it's it's like oh i i fought three team aqua grunts Mm. and then then it moved on but now, like I just, I just went through a, a magma hideout, and I just went through an aqua hideout, and now yeah, I've got to go. If find... I remember right, like that's that should be the end. Uh, you know, that's like the big finale of those teams. Yeah, just going but... through their hideouts, and then there's you know the big battle with Kyogre and Groudon. Yeah, like I, I, I still have to go. Like I, I don't even know where you get dive, but I, I need to. Mm. A... I need to get dive, and then I need to go to where Aqua is about to summon Kyogre. Um, yeah, I mean, dive might be in Moss Deep, which is the island in the northern part of the sea. Yeah. Because you go there, and I know, like, Steven's house is there, and the seventh gym is there. And and then after that, like, the eighth gym is in Sutopolis, which is the one that you have to... It's inside of the volcano and you have to like dive down and go up into the crater and that's where the the city with the eighth gym is so you need to have dived oh. before you get there so it's probably moss deep oh that sucks that's i need to i need to teach a pokemon dive that i'm using to fight a gym leader that sucks <laughs> uh unless you have you know one that you pull out when you're traveling and then you put them away when you're not i mean i i could do that like i'm I, I I don't know is I'm assuming dive is more restrictive than surf maybe um, I mean you could probably get a magic carp to learn it 
Yeah, I mean, I, I could always just, like, level up one of the 18 fish that I've caught. Well, I mean, it, it's an HM, so I'd assume you don't even need to level up to get it. Yeah, that's like, true. HMs you can usually just teach to anybody. Yeah, I taught a Tauros surf. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, I, I miss you, bullshit. Uh, yeah, no, there's no Tauros in Gen 3. Yeah. I don't think, pretty sure. Doom Doom Shroom is pretty fun, but also um, Breloom is not that good at this point in the game. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the Safari Zone you've probably passed by it now. I don't know if it's open or not, but it might it's be open. But I need like a I need like a Poke Block um, container, and I don't know where to get that. Oh, that is probably way back in. Whatever the first contest hall was in uh, oh. Slateport, I think if, I, if you go into the contest hall in Slateport and talk to the people in the lobby, one of them will probably give you a Pokeblock case. See, I completely ignored that because yeah, they're they're stupid. But uh, <laughs> why would you need that to get into Safari Zone? I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I get. I think the Safari Zone actually, yeah, the the way they did bait in that is Pokeblocks. Because like, Pokeblocks are, you take uh, berries and you blend them up and you make food, and that'll raise your contest stats. But they might have also used that as a way to make bait. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah, like it. Anyway, like, I'm starting to get burned out on Pokemon, so I've kind of just uh, been switching over to. The sound might have cut out again. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Um. Hmm. Okay. Yay, technical difficulties. Um, well, while we're waiting on that, I will huh. talk about... Well, I guess we're on Pokemon. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, okay, yeah, I'll make it, I'll make it quick. Uh, I've been playing more of uh, Pokemon Shining Pearl. Uh, I finally gave in and just let Cynthia kill me so I could go back and train a bunch and then uh go and fight her again and beat her and then after that turns out you have to in order to get they've added some mythical pokemon like you can get shaman and arceus now or arceus um but um you need to get the national decks first which requires you to see every pokemon in the game which I only had a few left. I had to look up where to find them so that I could see them, so that I could complete the decks and be given a national decks. And, um, and hey, you're back. Uh, I assume you probably heard me starting to talk about Shining Pearl. Okay, is your microphone volume down? Or is that just my headphones? Yeah, I turned it down because noises oh, yeah. were happening. I'm, okay. I'm kind of over this shit at this point. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we don't have a lot left on this episode anyway. Um, but yeah, so Shining Pearl, I got the national decks so that I could get, because I downloaded Oak's Letter when it was available, but I you know needed the national decks so I could go through some flowers and shit and get Shaman. So I got Shaman. Um, Arceus, they add they added to the game, but in order to get Arceus, you have to have gotten Arceus on. Legends Arceus first. Um, 
you know, what they say is you need to have completed all the main missions, but what that means is you need to have gotten Arceus, because that's how you complete all the main missions. So, you beat the other game, and then Ken, in Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, go to your house and get the Azure Flute, and use it to ascend up to Pokemon Heaven and um, capture God. So, I caught God. Mm. He's on my team now. I was having him walk me for a little bit, but then uh, I wanted to get Regigigas and found that what was Pal Park is now a thing called Ramanus Park, where if you travel through the underworld for a while um, and uh, collect, you know, a lot of times you just get these like junk stones that you can exchange for more junk. But sometimes you get these mysterious shards, which are these little glowing things. And if you get enough of those, you can trade them in for items that you use in the park to get legendary Pokemon. Because um, there's all these like little caves in there that have different um, like environments. And you use these discovery slates that you've traded for, and they look like different types of cartridges. There's like a Game Boy Advance looking cartridge that they call uh, the Discovery Slate, which is you stick it in uh, the, the room that's you know, clearly for the Reggies, and you get the three Reggies. So uh -huh. I, I got the three Reggies. I've got Registeel. He's following me around now because um, he's my favorite. And then I use the three of them to get Regigigas. Also, the catch rate is so bullshit that what I've been doing to catch all these legendaries is I save right before I go to them. And then I go in, and I throw a quick ball, and if it doesn't work, I close the game, and I reopen it, and uh, <laughs> I try again. And I just do that every time, and eventually the quick ball works. Even though they're level 70, quick balls are just that good when they work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I can knock them down into the red and throw every ultra ball in my inventory at them, and it won't catch them. So it, it's easier just to save and quit and do it again um, Yeah. with the quick I ball. Catching legendaries has always kind of been bullshit, mm. but I don't, I don't know. At some point, they should just make the catch rate better, just because like it's all RNG. Yeah, like, like that, it's a foregone conclusion that you're going to catch them because it's a game, and you know if you've weakened them enough, just let you catch them. It's like it's not fun to waste time trying to catch these things, and they just keep breaking out every time. Yeah. Like just have it, have it, have the odds go up every time you throw a ball that fails, like at a certain health, or something. Yeah, like, like have the odds go up. Have it be you know if you can get it into the red, without killing it, then it should just be caught. Like right. you've done everything you can. If you hit it one more time, it will die. If it runs out of moves and uses struggle, it will die. You know at that point, like you've beaten it. So just let it be caught. Because yeah, you know, there's nothing else you can do unless you know you brought some status moves, and you really shouldn't need those with the the, the difficulty level Pokemon's going for. Pokemon has a lot of annoyances that have been there the whole time that just have never been fixed, and that's mm. one of them. Yeah, yeah, but like quick balls are nice, and the fact that a legendary will just stand in place until you're ready to fight it. You know, you don't have to go find it. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I can just cheese most of the time. Fights. Yeah. <laughs> most yeah, of uh, the time, you'd have to go find it. If it's the ones that run away all the time, you need to use a master ball because otherwise, well, either a master ball. No, I think even if you save in a location where they are, when you come back, they might not be there. Yeah. Because they're just bullshit on how they decide where their location is. Yeah. I I hate roaming Pokemon. Yeah. And um and mythical Pokemon in general. But that's a that's a whole Well yeah, thing. like yeah, the whole idea of oh you can catch them all, except for these ones, you can never catch those. You have to just wait on us to give them to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least with Arceus, it it is I hate Pokemon, that's why I'm playing every game ever made. Yeah, like with with Arceus in this game, like it, it's kind of bullshit that you have to one hundred percent a different game to get it. But at least you don't need to download the item. Like the item is just there as part of the update. So if you've you know you've updated to the latest version of Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, and you have a one hundred percented file for Legends Arceus, you can get Arceus. It doesn't matter if it's like ten years later and they're not. I mean, I guess as long as you yeah. can still update your game to the latest version, then you can still get it. You don't need to wait for the time window that Oak's Letter is available as a download so you can get Shaman. Right. Or, like, you have to you have to be playing Pokemon X and Y, like, two months after it came out to get Hoopa or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And I guess at least, you know, at least mythical Pokemon, they can distribute through the internet now, so it's not like you have to... You know, go to your local GameStop and hold your Game Boy near the near field communication thing that will distribute it. Or, if we're going back to like Game Boy days, go to a convention where they're distributing Mew and, you know, have your Game Boy connected to a one that will trade it to you. Uh, See, Mew's the one that's least annoying to me because it's very easy to just glitch it into existence in uh, red and blue. Yeah. Um, harder later, but like yeah. I that I mean, that yeah, annoys I, me the less. The one I now. had as a kid in red and blue is because my cousin had a Game Shark and he hacked in, into his game with that. Yeah, there's a glitch you can do in Cerulean City, um, where you can get it to to spawn normally, like 100 percent of the time. Mm. All you need to do is have an Abra. Yeah, and uh, you you tell like you you go into the vision of another trainer and uh, you teleport before he starts walking over, mm. and then when you when you go back to to that route whatever it is um, you'll encounter a Mew. Mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one. I the only cheat I knew about was the infinite items one, where yeah. you could make like you sixth or seventh item in your inventory have just a shitload of them yeah i i is it is it 128 i uh something I, yeah yeah i used to get master balls and mirror candies yeah that's what i used to do when i was a kid too just hey mm -hmm. um i don't want to catch all these safari zone pokemon so what i'll do is i'll get 100 master balls and then i'll walk in the safari zone yeah. And then uh, just surf along Cinnabar where that that edge is glitched out, 
and the Safari mm. Zone Pokemon will be there. Yeah, and, and you can just catch, catch a Masigno, and now all your Pokemon names are glitching, and your game is slowly yeah. falling apart until, like that. That happened to mine not because I caught a Masigno, because I knew not to do that, but because someone I was trading with someone who had done that, and their glitch infected my game. But then, oh wow, I cleared it by, you know, the, the glitched Pokemon. I stuck it into a box. And then basically, I had to release like every Pokemon in that box to get because it wouldn't. You couldn't like find you know all the names were glitching out. But I just you know was able to release, and I released all of them, and I released the glitch, and it went away, and the game fixed itself. That's like if Pokerus was an actual virus. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never funny. heard of Pokerus until I hacked in with a Game Shark, uh, like a Keldeo or something, because I was just I was trying to get the mythicals. And the version I got had just poker us naturally, but not huh. in a way that would make the game recognize it as a hacked-in Pokemon that can't be transferred. Yeah, the, the first time I encountered it was X and Y when I was trading a lot because I, I filled out the decks. I was mm. like, what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's like, like your, your Pokemon has a virus, but don't worry, it's a good virus. Right, like it's like, do I need an antidote? <laughs> like, what? yeah, it's really weird that they made that like an official thing. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. So aside from Pokemon, also Chex Quest HD came out on Switch. I've played through it with one of the characters because there's like six different anthropomorphized checks pieces really yeah Damn. yeah i played it as like the doctor strange wizard kind of person although i think they all play the same they just have different voice clips that they do when you you you, you go it, it it's it's a game originally from the 90s that is you know like a straight clone of doom but you're playing as these like space adventurer uh, checks pieces who are saving the the planet from uh, uh, what they call the the phlegmoids, which you know it's spelled with an F, but it's basically like phlegm, like P H L E, you know the uh. like globs, the, 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 these green glob things that have these kind of like elephant like snouts, like short snout, I guess more like anteater snouts. Gross. Um, yeah, they're like these green globby snouty guys. Uh, the basic ones just kind of slink toward you, and if they touch you, you take damage. Um, and then there's, like, ones with arms and legs, and, like, the biggest version of them have, like, these, like, shoulder cannons. And they shoot goop at you, and it does damage. Um, but, you know, you it's first-person shooter. You, just, you dodge, you shoot at them with your... You got laser weapons that... Uh, they... they you don't shoot, you zorch. It's like you zorch the bad guys. Um, and they just kind of, you know, evaporate or dissolve or whatever when you hit them enough times. Um, for some reason, I guess just because it's a shooter, even though it's like a cartoony, colorful shooter, it's rated T for teen. Um, but there's, you know, it, it's just, I mean, yes, it's a shooter, but you're. You're shooting laser beams at green glob aliens. Um, yeah, I I mean I guess it is kind of just violent by nature, but yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. The, there's five levels. Um, if you you know die at any point, you go back to the start of the level because it's you know not that detailed of a game. Um, but then there's also like six characters, and they I I think they each have their own ending. Because when I beat the game with this first one, I got an ending that specifically only showed what this character was doing, and what she ends up doing is. Going, after stopping all the Flemoids, she's like, now I need to you know, destroy the source of the Flemoids. And she travels back in time to 1996 to confront the developer of the game. Okay. So, yeah. I wasn't expecting that to happen. But yeah, no, she goes yeah. back in time to stop the developer of the game. And then, I guess, accidentally makes the game happen. You know, she's like trying to reprogram the game or something, and then... Uh, the game exists. I don't know. That that's like some Spider-Man the animated series shit. Mm. Yeah. Uh, got he, Twilight he Zone Stanley. Ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I assume the other characters are on Maybe shit. I'll. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That classic movie to boldly flee <laughs> won so many awards <laughs> for acting and. Costume. Oh god. Uh, it's easy to make fun of yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, even at the time, like I don't know. Like, even at Kik- the time, it was pretentious as e- shit. Even at the time, it's uh, you know, like Kikassia was dumb, but you know, the spirit was still kind of there. Yeah. It, of yeah, it, characters. It, it, it just felt like oh, it's a it's a group of guys having fun in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah, though, I, like, it, if if you if you see any, like, if you see any people answer answering questions about that, they were not having fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, like, just like Kickass, you know, the whole premise behind it, it, it felt up to its budget. You know, it, right? It, it it wasn't trying to be anything better than it was, and yet to boldly flee was the precursor to demo reel of Doug <laughs> thinking that these low budget shenanigans are on par with like high budget movies yeah it's like I, I I said I said that like some of the Austin Powers jokes were cringy but um, <laughs> they merely adopted the cr- <laughs> they merely adopted the cringe <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we were watching Doug Walker disappear up his own asshole, and we didn't know it at the time. <laughs> yeah, um, Doug Walker is just an Ouroboros of asshole. Mm. Um, I mean, I haven't seen just, Nostalgia Critic in years, but then just like a week or two ago, his latest review was recommended, and huh. I, I guess he's still making Nostalgia Critic. Yeah, I don't remember I, what the movie was, but... All I, all I see of Dog Walker now um, dog is walker. when when <laughs> Dog Walker the Dog Walker. Yeah, I don't know. I, I heard you say Dog Walker. <laughs> why? Why did he not make that? That was a, he, he that's probably like a good idea for a skit. He's a fucking idiot. Um, yeah, but all I see of Dog Walker now is mm. um, people make gifts of him, uh, like like. Mm. Like while while he's talking with with, with like his arms moving, yeah, uh, <laughs> and they they just speed it up really quick. 
Yeah. No, I get. I just remember the, the newest uh, review, the one that YouTube tried to get me to watch, was him doing Batman Begins, which just reminded me that when I started watching him was when he was reviewing The Dark Knight as it had just come out. Because hmm. he started around 2008, and he was doing, like, Dark Knight stuff. And now here we are in the present, and he's you talking about uh, Nolan Batman as a nostalgic property. Yeah. And then I feel old. What Wasn't his rule, like, 20-year-old stuff at first? Uh, yeah, I think he dropped the rule after Demo Reel. Because that, that was, like, one of the things he said when he came back to doing Nostalgia Critic, that he couldn't keep doing just old stuff. He wanted to do new stuff, too. Yeah. Okay, that's enough talking about <laughs> about this for for now. Um, yep, yep, before did, did the Did you have anything else? Again. Uh, no, yeah. I don't think. Um... No, um, not really, no. I finished the okay. second arc of my D&D campaign, but... Huh. The, the, I don't know, D&D &D feels like it's one of those things, like, unless you're there for the whole thing, hearing someone explain their campaign to you isn't that interesting. Yeah, it, it's... It's it's interesting in that, like, the, the ideas are interesting, but, like, mm. the... The, the meat of D&D is about the, the decisions that people make, right? Yeah. So, like, w with, without the full context for those decisions, it, it, it never comes through all the way. Yeah, like, unless you're ready to strap in for a really long story, and if, you know, the person has a good enough memory to tell you everything that happened, um, it just kind of feels like somebody talking about their dreams and all the crazy stuff that happened. So, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That, sounds, that sounds cool, I guess. But yeah, it's like there hearing to see it, it's like hearing somebody explain a JoJo fight scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I, I was gonna explain one, then I was like, I don't, I don't even remember one that I can explain well because they're 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 all crazy and they just go places. Hmm. But um, yeah, no, like, Eliza has her magic back, and I'm coming up with an excuse for her to continue to travel with the party. I think what I'm going to go with is that basically her country, which she had expanded into an empire, and then, you know, she had to, like, abandon for a while because she didn't have magic, and in the time she was gone, these other guys took over, and they were, like, the main bad guys of the Ark. They've all been taken care of, uh, let's see, one's dead, mostly because I set his HP so low that uh, they accidentally killed him because I wanted him to die, so I cheated. <laughs> um, but um, one's dead, uh, three are incarcerated in different locations, uh, one of them's reformed, and one of them is exiled, so... So they're all taken care of, and Elisa now, her, you know, it's not an empire anymore, I'm saying that because of everything that's happened, it's going to turn back into just a kingdom, and there's going to be, like, an alliance of kingdoms and stuff. And maybe she'll continue to tag along with the group under the, you know, excuse that, um, 
she's trying to fix diplomatic relations because everything did kind of go to shit when all these other guys took over and pushed their own agendas and tried to you know conquer places and stuff yeah uh, so yeah so there's i mean i don't know i it's like I, I try to put in elements of politics but also i don't want to explore those as much and i don't <laughs> think my party does either like my players i don't think they're interested in that so like there's yeah trying to find a balance of that you know like making it yeah. feel like the motivations and consequences and stuff makes sense but also not making it just annoying to deal with yeah it's like the the prequel thing all over again right like it it's an inherently political yeah. story but also yeah like just having but also nobody wants to people... deal with that yeah. right and also <laughs> like, yeah your group of characters people come for are, laser swords you know three magical people doing stuff and yeah yeah Pe- people come to see the laser sword fights not not the senate debates yeah yeah. yeah, so just yeah, yeah, trying to find the balance of that. But the arc is basically over. You know, then there's one more session that'll just be like an epilogue where I can wrap up whatever I need to wrap up, and and then we can go back to uh, figuring out what to do with B forty seven, the insane robot that believes he's Batman. Um, who I, I he's already had like a complete story uh, when I did him on the. Uh, Dice Funk forums years ago but I wanted to bring him back because he's a fun character so I've got some more ideas for Batman style adventures to do with him have him go eat lunch with his girlfriend in um, Italy <laughs> nah no no because th- he's a robot who what that's the only been... way Batman story can <laughs> end <laughs> no well I'm not not planning to end it yet because this he's a robot batman he was originally a parody of um the the snyderverse batman in that he's hyper violent but believes the what he's doing is justice and then it turns out that he was built by this universe's joker who is like a mad scientist joker who built this robot batman to be a parody of the concept of that you know justice can be dealt through like just beating people up um so yeah i I haven't gotten to the part in you know this iteration of the character where he discovers his creator and discovers that he's kind of a joke like his whole purpose you know what he believes he's doing and it's all just kind of a joke um but th- that we're not going to get to that yet. The the next thing I have planned for him is uh, discovering that all the villains he's captured have been shipped off to a pocket dimension run by a demon named Sharp, and it's the Arkham dimension. Um, so Arkham Asylum is like a pocket dimension run by a demon. Nice. And all the villains are there, and I don't know, I guess it, it's an Arkham story. They'll probably break out and... The yeah. heroes just just give them uh round them up or something. just give them the game for arkham asylum and let their imagination run wild yeah i mean if uh, it could be fun to do something like that animated series episode where they put batman on trial and oh yeah you know yeah just all the all the bad guys are there with their accusations for this 
robot that beat yeah. them up. I I like when they when they did that. It was like a clip show episode, but it was new clips. <laughs> yeah. Some would say an anthology. <laughs> well, some would say that. I I think we're starting to break up again. Probably. Um, closing jokes. Closing arguments. Mm. I for one um, think don't that watch these Batman. Nut, these nuts jokes are very. Don't watch funny. the new Batman unless you want. To. Oh well. Mm. I think. Oh yeah, that was, I, I think that everyone really should watch the new Batman, but just not for now. Yeah, watch, watch it when uh, you find a comfortable way to watch it that doesn't involve going to a theater unless you know you have friends going to the theater, and then I guess it's fine. But the, no rush. There's no rush to see the new Batman. Uh, see what do we have a joke to end on? Um. Uh, what about okay, Ligma? I, th- I think the answer should, is no. Should we talk about Ligma? What? Ligma? <laughs> How about Updog? <laughs> should we talk about Updog? <laughs> no, take that as a no. Okay, bye, everyone. (laughs) And I'm hitting stop. That's the worst way to end a podcast. (laughs)